Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today we are joined by nobody, it's just me, and uh, we are doing an episode that, I kid you not, I have tried and failed to record about four times, so this is uh, try number five, and we're gonna do it, homies, we're gonna get it done, Gus, um, <laughs> and today's episode is a deep dive into Godzilla. It is the second of our deep dive episodes. And you know, truthfully, I think one of the things that just got overwhelming, one, my anxiety has been crazy high over the past while. Um, and any reason for it to deprive me of joy, it will jump at. Um, and there are 34 Godzilla films. I've talked about Godzilla at some length uh, in the past, um, but not to the great length um, with wonderful insight that say the Kaiju Apostle podcast or the Monster Island Film Vault do, uh, which are both amazing podcasts you guys should definitely check out, um, or the excellent series um, Up From The Depths on YouTube does. Um, but Godzilla is a franchise that I have a deep love for. Um, the last time I did an episode on Godzilla, I was reviewing um, the outstanding Shin Godzilla. And then uh, after doing the deep dive on Power Rangers, I was like, you know what, this is a lot of fun. Um, so I really, really want to do this. But it got, it, it can get overwhelming. Um, and so for one of the few times with this podcast, I got notes, son. I got notes prepped. I'm ready to go. Uh, and what we're going to do is a bit different. Um, as I alluded to, there are 34 films in this franchise. Um, that's a lot. And I've seen most of them. I haven't seen them all. So some are going to be a bit more skimmed by than others. Um, but some I can dive a bit deeper. Or I might just say like, hey, you know what? I've done this episode. If you want deeper uh, some of the stuff, then hit that episode up. Uh, not to be lazy. It's just there's a lot of information and then some of the stuff I'm doing that I haven't done uh, before on a deeper dive is I'm jumping into some unmade films um, and other things so it's there's a lot of cool stuff here so with that in mind let's kick it off we're kicking it off with the Shawa era so uh, as I've talked about before the Godzilla films and it seems uh, Japanese monster movies this is an exclusive to uh, especially if they've been rebooted have are defined by eras now when that era is is up for interpretation most of the time it has to do with the uh, reigning Japanese emperor at the time that being said um, some of them are technically part of one era, but they get grouped in with the, the other era. For example, um, The Return of Godzilla is technically, you could make the argument, is part of the Shawa era, but it is definitely considered and grouped in with the kickoff of the Heisei era. So, the, uh, the Shawa era is the biggest one. It lasted the longest. Um, it went from 54 to 75. Um, let's scroll down. The films in that, and the films in the Shawa era were 1950, the 1954 original Godzilla, then uh, Godzilla Raids Again, Raids Again in 55, 
Then we had a seven-year break um, till we got to King Kong versus Godzilla, which was the first color appearance of both of those iconic monsters. Um, then there was another two-year break, and we got Mothra versus Godzilla, which was the, I believe, the first time the Godzilla franchise brought in a different monster. Uh, Mothra had had her own film before this, but now Mothra is part of the Godzilla franchise. Um, then we got Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, also in 1964. And that one was the first to bring in Rodan, who, much like Mothra, had had her own film. Um, then in 65, we got Invasion of the Astro Monster. Um, in 66, we got Ebera, Horror of the Deep. Uh, in 67, we got quite possibly the worst of the franchise in Son of Godzilla. Uh, in 68, we got what is debatably the Avengers of, of this franchise in Destroy All Monsters. Um, then in 69, we got a clip show in All, Out, in All Monsters Attack in then we got a two-year break. In 71, we got Godzilla vs. Hedera. Uh, in, six, in 72, we got Godzilla vs. Gigan. In 73, we got Godzilla vs. Megalon. In 74, we introduced um, who is one of Godzilla's most notorious foes, Mechagodzilla. And in 75, we got the end of the Shawa series in... Um, terror of mecha godzilla whoo that was a lot of films to go through um and the thing is i can't break them all down by plot i really can't um as much as i enjoy a number of the films from the shawa era it is truthfully uh not my favorite era um the dubs from the shawa era which are truthfully the ones that most people in north america are familiar with are um <laughs> they can be pretty bad uh it's interesting i've been talking to uh bex our friend from redeemed otaku recently and even um and christian um as we've been doing some pokemon topics and it's it's interesting where you get the dub uh where you get the difference in translation and uh let's put in a different meaning um but in terms of the old Shawire Godzilla films when it's dubbing it's it's technically bad uh, <laughs> like truthfully they not only carve up like the meaning and the impact um and I think that is very very evident in um the differences between the 54 masterpiece film uh Godzilla or Gojira um and the 56 American version, uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, where that one, they chopped up the meaning. They they really pulled back on the atomic bomb because, well, it's America and they don't want to be, be looking bad um, <laughs> for, you know, dropping the bomb, <laughs> the bombs. Um so it loses it lost so much of its symbolism and of its meaning uh but then on top of it the voice dub overs like the words of course weren't matching what the the people were saying but at times the audio was coming in a solid two to three seconds after they said something and then what they were putting in did not match the the tone 
of the scene they were adapting where it's a somber tone the score is somber the facial expressions are somber but it's like <laughs> you know like we're all gonna die <laughs> um and not in a in a good way um it's yeah uh so the shawa series is one I do go back to because there's a lot of nostalgic moments. Um, some of the funniest gifs uh, you could ever look up involving Godzilla come from the the Shawa era. And for a number in the fandom, uh, sh- the Shawa era is what they identify with. They're nostalgic for it. It does have a lot of great stuff. Of course, Akira Ifukubuke knocking it out of the park film after film, score after score. And the first appearances of so many iconic monsters. Um, this section is where I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Um, some of the monsters introduced in the Shawa era were, of course, Godzilla. Uh, and I apologize for the pronunciation. Um, Angrius in um, uh, Godzilla Raids Again. King Kong, um, which of course it wasn't Kong's first appearance. That was in the 33 original. And then it's... Um, very cash grab sequel son of kong um and then the giant octopus in that the giant lizard i'm not sure where that's from uh mothra then there was some random bones on uh infant island there was a man-eater monster uh the first appearance of king Ghidorah, rodan ebera um whatever the giant condor was manila which uh manila showed up in son of kong and i can't think of Anybody who's like, oh, Manila's my favorite. Um, and Manila ties into something that we'll get to in a minute. Um, but I'm going to keep going. Uh, Kamakurus, Kamunga, who was a giant spider. Baragon, Gorosaurus, um, who was first introduced in King Kong Escapes, which was a spinoff of, uh, from Godzilla, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, or King Kong versus Godzilla, my apologies. Um, Varen, Hedera, Gabara, Gigan, who's awesome, Jet Jaguar, who is a thing, <laughs> Megalon, Mechagodzilla, King Caesar, who is a thing, um, and Titanosaurus. So many uh, iconic monsters were introduced in this franchise, and in this era of the franchise, it's entirely understandable why it's uh, it's as beloved as it is. And the tone, because of how long the Shawa era went, it makes so much sense why it, it's beloved as it is. The the original is in my it's an amazing film. Like if you want, you you could call it like a film with a capital F. It is a it's a meditation and retrospection on what happened and the horrors of the bombing of uh of Nagasaki and Hiroshima uh to the point that it was considered insensitive um by a portion of Japan when it came out in 1954 um and that's the I I enjoy the American uh version of it for for all its flaws but it cuts out so much um, of the heart of it where there's that aspect where yes it's through the lens of a giant monster attacking Tokyo but it's re it, it's revisiting this traumatizing thing um, and coming to grips with some of it and 
it's not done in a way that throws America under the bus. Because um, a number of characters are like, we deserve this. Like, we brought this on. Um, and then you get points where characters are like, I thought I... Like, I thought I could live through this with Negazaki and Hiroshima. Um, like comments like that on the train. And then just so much stuff, the destruction of Tokyo uh, afterwards. There's images there where you're just like, oh my gosh. You can see document uh, documented footage after the actual bombs where it's like, it's almost like they lifted from it. It was tremendous. Um, then there's the, the cash grab. Um, the cash grab sequel, which it's, it's still fine, but it's, that's where it starts. It starts shifting. Um, King Kong versus Godzilla had a number. It did have a theme, um, and it was against consumerism and all that. Um, and it, it has a historical place. It's a fun movie. Now there's aspects of it that you could not do, uh, if you were to ever do a straight up remake, um, some of the islanders would be considered uh culturally insensitive um and also at one point they just they're giving cigarettes to children which you would not get in this day and age um for good reason and the fight in it is is still quite good um it's it's a really good film um yeah but it's uh let's see sorry i've got my my list let me scroll back down to it i'm reading my uh the notes so then you get mothra versus god mothra versus godzilla and that's still really really good um and in those first bunch of movies um godzilla is a uh a force of nature almost a villain um and it's it's enjoyable uh after so the end of the 54 original uh, Godzilla is killed by uh, Dr. Serizawa's oxygen destroyer, which also kills him because he's like, this is even worse than the atomic bomb. Like, this is the mo- one of the most horrible weapons ever. Like, nobody can... This will get abused. Nobody should know its secret. Sorry, give me a second. Um, nobody should know its secret. So... It kills Godzilla, and he he sacrifices himself with it, so no one can find his notes or make him recreate it. And then, as the series goes, once we get into Godzilla raids again, it's a new Godzilla or a different Godzilla, um, and that's the one that remains throughout the rest of the Shawa series. Um, the Shawa series all they all follow the other. Now they're independent episodes, basically. Uh, but it's still all like standalone almost. Um, but they're all they all follow each other. Um, it's when we get to uh, Ghidorah the three headed monster that we get some of our first shift in tone for Godzilla. Uh, it's at this point that Godzilla definitely starts to become a hero. Um, he he's becoming a protector because he's protecting the world from uh Ghidorah so that lasts a couple movies and earlier I alluded to a shift um a shift towards the negative in Son of Godzilla uh now this is purely speculation um 
I could not find any official comments on it, but if if you can, please send them to me. Um, I believe Son of Godzilla. Again, personal pure speculation, but it's speculation that I think there's reason for um, and has been commented on in the fan community. Is Son of Godzilla is not a direct like a direct response to, but I just can't remember the name of it. Um, but another film franchise, another uh, monster film franchise, had found its legs um, <laughs> with a decreased budget in Japan. It was called Gamera, and uh, Gamera was the protector of children. Um, I truthfully haven't watched any of the uh, the Gamera films, although Up From the Depths really made me want to, especially a trilogy I can lightly comment on later. Um Gamera was a huge hit um, with younger audiences. Uh, with younger audiences, he was much more family friendly, and the plots involved children more. So, I don't think Gamera ever. I don't think Gamera beat Godzilla at the box office, but uh, it's definitely reasonable to think it made Toho think like, "Oh, dang." There's a market that we uh, we could totally take advantage of, that uh, this flying turtle, f- flying fire breathing turtle has shown that we can uh, we can do. So it was around Sung Son of Godzilla that we uh, really shifted into Godzilla becoming an uber like uh, uber hero in the sense of he looked so much less threatening, and you had Manila who was his son. Although what? Because uh, <laughs> he doesn't even look like Godzilla, um, and Manila was just so kitty and so bad. Um, <laughs> he was he was the child in character, and then Godzilla was just straight up heroic. So the it's of my belief and a number in the fan community fan community that Gamera really did impact the Shawire and it made them turn Godzilla much more child friendly not that he was ever like child scary but I mean honestly look at Godzilla in the 54 original or even as recent or even within Shawa as recently as um like Godzilla versus uh Mothra and then when you compare him to where he's at in Son of Godzilla or some of these following films it's it's quite different um i'm going to touch on how gamera gamera also impacted it a little bit in just a minute but another sidestep i do want to take is um destroy all monsters uh i did allude to the fact that you can make the argument that it was the avengers of the uh godzilla franchise and the share the original godzilla franchises you could debate is uh, a shared universe just because Rodan had her uh, had his or her um, in the original Rodan movie there was two I just can't remember which survived if it was the male or female um, had its original film um, and then showed up in Ghidorah the three-headed monster um, Mothra had her own film separate from Godzilla before showing up in Mothra versus Godzilla um, and Gorosaurus was introduced in King Kong Escapes. Um, and these guys, plus others, all show up in Destroy All Monsters. So, 
I'm not even saying it's not even remotely nearly as good as any of the Avengers films, but it's you had these other the similarity is you had these other characters who appeared in other movies or had their own movies and now they're in the super team up movie. Um, it was what it was. Um, but there's one scene in particular that's that's just it's uncomfortable. Um, it's Ghidorah shows up and like six uh, five or six or so monsters as soon as Ghidorah show up they just jump him and they kill him um and where it's uncomfortable is Ghidorah and the other monsters die in the movies in various ways but you're like in in a less uncomfortable way and what makes it uncomfortable is they're just like pulling at him biting him stomping him stomping his neck like it's just so physical it's like a mugging um and it's not like a stylized fight. It's just like, as I'm watching through this, it's just kind of like, stop, stop, he's already dead. Um, <laughs> you just kind of want them to let him fly away. Like, he's gotten his butt whooped and stomped. Like, he, he's not going to try to pick a fight. He's going to get the heck out of Dodge. Um, but no, they, it, they, they just straight up beat him to death. And it's... It's a little brutal. Um, I digress. The all monsters attack really was a clip show. Um, not much new footage was used in it. It's it's not that good. Um, how I think Godzilla was further influenced by Gamera is Gamera, although much more children friendly, was a bit more violent. Um, like he had a one of his foes i can't remember which one had a cutting beam so it would cut through arms cut through people and the arm would just fall off there'd be blood like green monster blood and stuff um and i think if there was humans shooting aliens like you'd see gunshots and stuff which Godzilla for the longest time the only times guns were used were when the military was trying and failing to shoot Godzilla um, and by failing I mean they'd shoot him it would do nothing um, but then suddenly as in Godzilla as the aliens were showing up like guns were shot uh, like Gigan would cut Godzilla so there'd be blood um, Mecha Godzilla like stomped uh, Anguius almost to death so Anguius had blood around his mouth I believe it, it got bloodier um, it got a little bit more mature and I I don't think that's necessarily a coincidence um, and it's fine to lift inspiration I'm not saying they ripped off Gamera in any way but hey why not it's something movies do all the time they see something that works for someone else and then they're like hey how can we incorporate it recent example could be uh, twice with comic book movies, the dark Batman Begins, and then especially the Dark Knight hit, and both were darker, more mature, and then suddenly all the comic book movies are like, how can we get some of that Dark Knight money? Um, <laughs> and then with uh, Marvel, Marvel was making so much money, so then how can we get that Marvel money? Oh, let's make everything more jokey, but then let's make everything shared universe. Um, so. The Shawa era went for a while. It had its it had its big successes and some low lows. Um, the lull I'd say the lull was definitely around Son of Godzilla, through 
through destroy all monsters and bit Gigan was cool megalon i don't really remember um godzilla versus mechagodzilla was awesome and then terror of mechagodzilla was really really solid but it, that's where the franchise ended um for a while it kind of got put on ice so the section i have for that is why did it end well the movies were making less money as it went um but then also japan was hitting some some really rough times um and most movies in japan weren't doing well so the japanese film industry was was really having a rough time so they put it on ice for a while they decided they'd take a break so that's where the godzilla franchises ended for the first time at that point it had the franchise was 20 years old which is older than so many other franchises it could have ended there but it didn't um the interesting thing here is i'm going to list some uh some unmade films from the shawa era were um a couple that were uh were plans for the uh what eventually became godzilla so there was the ghostly whale from the sea to attack tokyo which was a pre-godzilla concept uh the giant monster from two 20,000 miles under the sea from 1953 something that again eventually evolved into godzilla project g which was an early concept for godzilla then there was the volcano monsters which was a failed u.s revision of godzilla raids again uh bride of godzilla from 1956 continuation king kong versus godzilla which was going to be a direct sequel to king kong versus godzilla um which point of fact toho has absolutely universally stated that king kong won <laughs> uh there was a long-standing rumor um pointed out from a magazine that oh if you watch if you watch the japanese cut the the roar at godzilla roars at the end so that means he's victorious because at the end of the fight they tumble into the sea and then uh kong is shown swimming away and you don't see godzilla um and in the american release like kong roars so they were like, oh, no, no, if you watch the different cut, Godzilla won. Toho was like, that never happened. Kong won. Kong was a huge influence on Godzilla. And even at that point, Kong was the bigger draw in Japan than Godzilla was, even though Godzilla was gaining traction. Um, just wanted to point that out there. Um, then there was uh, this one. Uh, sorry. Then there was uh, Frankenstein versus Godzilla. Um, which eventually in 1964, which eventually became uh, Frankenstein versus Baragon. Um, then there was going to be Operation Robinson Crusoe, King Kong versus Ebera, which then became uh, that's from 66. That became Ebera versus uh, sorry Ebera Horror of the Deep. There was going to be a crossover uh, of Batman. <laughs> versus godzilla which i haven't read it yet but our great friends over at um monster island film vault uh are working on a fan comic of batman meets godzilla so i'll definitely try to attach that link in the show notes um then we got in 68 sorry in uh 67 there was going to be two godzillas japan sos then all monsters directive in 1968 which became destroy all monsters uh in 72 was godzilla versus the mutant starfish which became godzilla versus uh 
or was also known as uh, Godzilla vs. Hitoda in 72. There was also going to be Godzilla vs. Hedera 2. Um, then Godzilla, Red Moon, Erebus, Hafen, Extraterrestrial Monsters, <laughs> a.k.a. Godzilla vs. Red Moon in 74. Then Godzilla vs. the Space Monsters, Earth Defense Directive. This was in 72. In 72, there was also going to be the return of King Ghidorah, a.k.a. Ghidorah's Great Counterattack, which became Godzilla vs. Gigan. Um, in 72 and 73, there was going to be a Jet Jaguar and Megalon spinoff. Um, there was also, in 73, going to be Godzilla vs. the Megalon Brothers, <laughs> the Undersea Kingdom's <laughs> Annihilation Strategy. I love Japanese film titles. They are something else. They are awesome. Uh, okay, then giant monsters converge on Okinawa. Uh, showdown at Zempisaski, um, also known as Mechanical Monster Garagon. Um, Godzilla vs. Uh, version of Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla from uh, 74. Then the earliest version of Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. In 76, there was going to be SOS Japan, Godzilla Suicide Strategy. Uh, Gods of Godzilla, a.k.a. Super Godzilla. Uh, that was in the late 70s. Um, in the late 70s as well, there was potentially going to be Godzilla, Godzilla God's Angry Messenger. Um they were going to do Nessie in 1978. Uh, in 78, there was a potential um, U.S.-Japan collaboration, Godzilla. Um, in 78, King of the Monsters, Rebirth of Godzilla. Um, in 78 and 79, they were working on the separate from Godzilla, um, a, a Heisei film, a space Godzilla. Uh, in 79, they were looking at a Godzilla versus asuka fortress um in 1980 the earliest idea of uh the kickoff of the heisei era in resurrection of godzilla and finally in 1983 they were kicking around an american production godzilla king of the monsters 3d which makes sense uh the 80s had a real 3d craze um especially for third movies um yeah jaws 3d Friday the 13th 3D. Um, I'm sure there are others third 3D movies. You know what? I think that's a good place to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Can you hear me now, Jimmy? Excellente. I've been waiting a long time for this. What was that? <sighs> yes, Jimmy, I'll mention you. As you always remind me, I'm contractually obligated to do so. We good? All righty then. Let's get this promo started. <clears throat> Hello, kaiju lovers. I'm Nathan Marchand, a professional writer and raging nerd. You might remember me from the Kaiju Vision radio podcast. Well, during my sabbatical to the Monsterland Resort to catch some rays and drink a few blue Hawaiians, I was hired as the curator of the Monster Island Film Vault. So I figured I might as well use the opportunity to make a podcast while I'm at it. I'll critically and academically analyze films from the kaiju and tokusatsu genres, in keeping with my philosophy of film appreciation, and have fun along the way. 
Each episode will feature members of my rotating roster of guest hosts, chosen from Monster Island's tourists, including John LeMay, Daniel DeManna, Ben Avery, and Nick Hayden. We'll walk through kaiju film history, starting with the granddaddy of all kaiju himself, King Kong! Yes, we'll be chronologically examining the eighth wonder of the world's filmography, culminating with his epic rematch against the King of the Monsters in 2020's Godzilla vs. Kong! Episodes will drop the second and fourth Wednesdays of every month. The first episode each month will be a full-length film discussion with The Tourist, where I share these amazing films with both newcomers to the genre and veteran fans. The second will be a mini-sode on a variety of topics, starting with audio essays on classic Toho tokusatsu films. So join me and my intrepid producer, Jimmy from NASA, who miraculously survived the infamous war in space, as we embark on a new giant monster film journey starting September 2019. Check out our website, monsterislandfilmvault.com, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other fine podcatchers. The Monster Island Film Vault, a podcast seeking entertainment and enlightenment through tokusatsu. How was that, Jimmy? What do you mean, it stinks? Okay, and we're back. Um, so now we are in to the second era, the Heisei era. Which, um, truthfully, is probably the era I most associate with Godzilla. Um, even though most of the movies I had seen in my childhood were from the Shawa era, because um, they'd get the marathons on space. Um, you did get Return of Godzilla. Um, I remember that airing on TBS and on a Saturday morning and uh, dad and my brother and I watching it. But then uh, the Space Channel in Canada, which for the longest time was Channel 50 in Toronto. Um, on Saturday nights, they would marathon old Shawa era Godzilla um, movies and you get some of the Heisei period. The reason I associate it most is... Um, when I was first as a late teen or young adult, uh, first able to get some of the Japanese Godzilla movies, the most common ones I could find were the, the dual packs of the, the, I think from the Crichton collection of the Heisei era Godzilla movies. But also when I was able to start collecting Godzilla toys in my childhood, it was the nineties. Um, and most of the Heisei era films take place in the 90s um they uh let's see sorry i'm gonna scroll down that the heisei era lasted from uh we'll say from 90 84 till 98 the only reason i say we'll say is because the tristar godzilla is grouped in in with it but it's it's its own separate continuity and with the eras you can look at them as their own continuities basically um so it's it's much shorter than the Shawa era. Um, the films in it were 1984's The Return of Godzilla, um, then Godzilla vs. Biollante in 1989, 1991's Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, um, 1992's Godzilla vs. Mothra, uh, 93's Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2, um, 94's Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla, and 1995 did i say 80 for these they're all 90s except for 84 and 89 everything else is 90 um and then yes godzilla versus space godzilla in 1994 and then godzilla versus destroya which ended the heisei era 
1985. And yeah, all the toys that were coming out, um, I can't. I think it was Bandai who was making them. Uh, they were all inspired by the designs of the monsters from that era. And I really do enjoy the the Heisei era. It's the last one where it was pure suitmation. Um, I, yeah, yeah, pure suitmation. Because in the Millennium series, it was ninety or not ninety percent. It was mostly suitmation, but then we got a little bit more CG in there. Um, and it's interesting to watch them now, where you're like, okay, some of the effects really haven't aged well, but you can respect it for its time. Um, the scores from that era are fantastic. Um, the, the continuity is, is enjoyable. Um, so just to briefly touch on the continuity. So I mentioned before the Shawa era, um, they were all one long running franchise and there was two Godzillas in that. And then, then it stopped. The Heisei era is similar, but it doesn't pick up from terror, terror of Mechagodzilla. It Return of Godzilla is a direct sequel to Godzilla. So it's down to 30 years later. It's another Godzilla. Um, Japan had been loosely prepping for it, but they they weren't sure. But bam, got a new Godzilla's back, and he's bigger and badder than ever. Um, (laughs) I know that's a terrible pitch, but it really is a good movie. Um, it's, It's a great, to me, it's a great Godzilla film. Not... Not in its top two, maybe not even in its top three, but it's it's still really good. Um, and then it took a it took a bit of a break. We were back, but I don't know if they were planning on like, oh hey, we're going to reignite the franchise. But then it took a bit of a break, um, a five year break, as they were developing the next movie. So we got Godzilla versus Biollante, um, which I really dig. Godzilla versus Biollante. Um, the the Heisei era is interesting, where the monsters they introduce are cool, but some of the plots um, they get really out there. Um, Biollante is a an odd monster, shall we say, because um, it is plants infused with Godzilla's cells um, and the soul of a lead scientist character's dead daughter. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was a really cool looking monster. Um, and some of the fight got, I want to say graphic, but it definitely can, it, it definitely had like Biollante using tendrils that um, shot through Godzilla's hands. So there was blood and acid and crap. Um, it was really, really cool. And then we got to Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, which was really cool. Um, almost deserves its own entry. It's, uh, it, it is difficult to follow because there's a time traveling plot. Uh, <laughs> the, it's up for debate whether or not there are two or three Godzillas in this franchise because of the time traveling shenanigans in, um, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. Um, and then we, but we get Mecha King Ghidorah at the end of it, which was really, really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's it's good. Um, then we get Godzilla versus Mothra, um, which I really, really enjoy. Um, there's a bit of an Indiana Jones influence on it, which is pretty cool. Um, 
And we, of course, get introduced to Batra, who is just so gangster. Batra is a dark version of Mothra, but just looks so, so awesome. Even in his larval form, he is able to go toe-to-toe with Godzilla, um, which just shows how menacing and angry he is. He is a protector of the Earth like Mothra, but he's a hundred percent against humans he's like look they've destroyed everything these guys suck why would i fight for them so he really disagrees with mothra and is out to get mothra but also is like screw you godzilla um and throughout this franchise godzilla is not really a hero um he's he's just a beast I, I think that's the best way to describe it. He's not the antagonist or the protagonist. He's why we're there, but he's a monster swimming around, periodically popping up and wrecking Japan, um, protecting his territory, especially when other monsters show up. Now, other monsters that we will meet throughout this are definitely evil, um, but Godzilla's just kind of there. Uh, in this, we also get introduced... In this um, franchise, we also introduced to the second version of uh, of Godzilla's son. Uh, in the, this time is uh, Junior, who looks a lot more like Godzilla, especially as he shows up in um, the the various <laughs> I can't words in the various films. I just can't remember when he was introduced. I'm, oh yeah, no, it's Mecha Godzilla too, um, which I'll comment on in a second. Um, he uh he as he grows he looks more and more like Godzilla so it you're I'm a lot more on board with Junior than I am Manila. Um, just to quickly touch on Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two, it's interesting that they called it that just because it is not a direct sequel to Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Um, that was Terror of Mechagodzilla, but I just that I guess they went with it because hey we're calling it the verses and the heisei era is also known as the verses era um so it just because night let's see i'm gonna quickly count one two three four five six seven uh six out of seven of the of these movies are called verses um like godzilla verses so that i guess that's why they went with that um but it's just like an interesting nod. It's like, and it's not, and I guess also to show like, hey, we're not a remake. It's just one of those ones where, if I'm talking to somebody about the franchise, there and they're like, oh, is this a sequel? We're like, nope. It's also not a reboot or a remake, so it's it's tricky. Um, Godzilla versus Space Godzilla is, it's good. It's not great. Um, it's. <laughs> <laughs> okay so it's uh space godzilla is basically uh, he's got a mixed origin it could be a, from two different things so at the end of godzilla versus biolante um as biolante is dying it sends its dust or essence or whatever the heck into the atmosphere um at the end of godzilla versus mothra mothra becomes aware of something coming um earth so it flies into space to protect um when we get to space godzilla all we know is this meteor with a bunch of crystals on it um encounter encounter the dust 
we don't know if it's from Biolante or if it's from Mothra. Um, and it's been a while since I've watched it. I don't believe Mothra shows up in the movie. Um, so it's, it's just weird. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's how space Godzilla is formed. It's this more powerful version of Godzilla. Um, but in the end, Godzilla wins. And then we come to the end of the Heisei period, um, at least for the Japanese uh, films, with Godzilla versus Destroya. Now, this one was done uh, just because they're like, you know what? We're going to end it. What wasn't necessarily as well known was at that time, uh, Toho had agreed with the i can't remember which american film company might have been warner brothers um probably not just uh whoever the heck it was that made the uh (laughs) the tristar godzilla oh so tristar um although the rights changed hands i think once or twice with that um they knew that the plan for that was a, a trilogy of films so they were like okay we're gonna end off our franchise so all the money can go towards that um but then also the the films were they were still making good money but not as much money i think the most i think godzilla versus mothra is the highest might be the highest grossing godzilla film if not it's one of them uh so they they were like we're we're going all out they didn't even hide the speculation in the trailers in the announcements they were like godzilla is dying um, to the point that at the end of the movie, Godzilla literally melts down. Um, his his nuclear reactor body just can't handle it anymore. Uh, he's burning. He's in pain, and then he he actually melts down. Um, and that but the franchise that era of the franchise ends with um, Junior Godzilla, who Destroya killed because Destroya's a jerk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the the oh man actually yeah i'm gonna briefly <laughs> the uh there's a scene in godzilla versus destroya where destroya picked up like was ragdolling junior then picked him up and dropped him on like on a building and then like he was dying uh and then godzilla briefly beat destroya and then he found junior as junior was dying and he's trying to give him some of the energy um that he has to revive him but it doesn't work and then junior dies in front of him and it's brutal um not in terms of like graphicness just you're like oh my gosh it it hits you it has an emotional impact um and akira ifakabuke's score to it is just majestic and the whole movie his score is outstanding um and sorry just uh destroya was a monster created that combined with some crustaceans at the bottom of the sea and the oxygen destroyer from the first movie so it was this idea of finality the oxygen destroyer had never been revisited um so it was also to hammer home like the thing that killed godzilla is back um and destroyer was a just an awesome monster um godzilla versus destroyer is a great film and it was a great way to end the franchise um the Heisei era, like, I really dig. I get why it has some of its criticisms. That they jump back to older uh, monsters quicker than they had before. Um, they they introduce far less. But you can also look at why they introduce far less. 
just because, I mean, there's substantially less films. Uh, the original era had, I think, what, 14 or 15? Um, and then the Heisei era had seven. So that's going to happen. Some of the monsters introduced were uh, Biolante, uh, Shakiris, the Godzillasaurus, which we get introduced to um, in the time-traveling shenanigans of Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. We get Mecha King Ghidorah, Dorat, which is a thing that becomes uh, King Ghidorah. Um, we got Batra, who is awesome. Then Super Mecha Godzilla, Fire Rodon, who I'll touch on in a second. <laughs> Baby God, uh, Baby Godzilla, aka Little Godzilla, aka my favorite name of him, Godzilla Junior. Um, then we also got Mogare. I really dig the High Sayer. I really do. Now, th there's debates and some points against it. Not to me, but I'm I'm gonna recognize the fan community in this. Um, so some of the issues people have with this with this era is in terms of the fights they're a bit limited um because it's a beamathon. it's just like if you're playing a game you're just spamming your special um where most of the time the monsters fight at a distance they're just shooting their beams at each other uh they don't get up in close and physical and the um in the shawa era they did use beam attacks and all that but much less um Godzilla would throw punches at one point he defies physics and gravity and slides along his tail for a solid like mile or whatever it is to drop kick somebody <laughs> like it's crazy silly um but the physicality piece um with the with the exception of few fights um were were gone from the uh from the high Sahara. now it may to me that makes more sense I mean, animals when they physically fight, most of the time they're they're they they actively avoid getting into fights. It's a lot of show to keep like keep distance, and then most of the time when they fight, it gets pretty brutal um, if they're getting physical. So why wouldn't giant monsters be fighting at a distance? Um, an unrelated note, but it's just it's perfect because it's a quote that <laughs> it's a quote based on. Uh, a film from this movie and I think it just sums up the Godzilla franchise uh, in general um, or not sums it up but it can be relatable so there's a, a great um, there's language stuff so that's why I'd say like hey if you're a Christian and that stuff bothers you maybe avoid it but there's the YouTube series um, Death Battle or I might be missing um, a final part but if you YouTube this video then you'll find it um, there was a death battle uh, video about Godzilla versus uh, Gamera, and you get the red spiral um, ray variant of the atomic breath in this, and that's like Godzilla's super finisher, <laughs> and it's it's awesome. I love the the red spiral breath, um, and he got it after <laughs> Rodan sacrificed himself um, to save Junior. Anyways, so the quote was like, after absorbing a giant pterodactyl soul okay <laughs> which i love because it sums up some of the more ridiculous aspects of uh of godzilla and the and the monster movies and literally when you're on and you're in and you've been watching these movies you're just like okay this is this is part and parcel this is 
this is regular. I'm used to it. I'm not going to stop and question it. <laughs> um, but I loved that quote because of the, uh, okay. Because <laughs> when talking about some of this stuff with, uh, with, with new pe- with new fans or noobs to the franchise, and I'm not using that disparagingly, um, <laughs> there's a lot where you're just like, what? <laughs> like, what, what, what? Um, so I just I love that quote and I had to share it. Um, I I really dig the high say era. I really do. Um, like I said, I think that's where my it probably from nostalgia and, and my childhood attachment to some of the toys. I still try to hunt down the high say era toys. I also really dig a lot of the designs. Um, the thing I did mention earlier, uh, I haven't watched them yet, but I will. Is there were two uh, other monsters that got trilogies during this now to varying quality um mothra got a rebirth trilogy um which i've heard good and mixed things about but i I fully intend to check it out i've seen rebirth of mothra rebirth um but i haven't watched it in quite some time so i do want to rewatch it but gamera had a trilogy come out during this time and the gamera trilogy from the heisei era is considered some of the best monster movies um, ever. Critically, the Gamera trilogy beat every single Godzilla film from this time, which says something. It took influence from the tone and everything from the from the Godzilla Heisei films, but it took the ball and ran with it even further. Um, so definitely check those out. I'm, I'm going to. And if you'd like uh, more info on it, like I said, Up From the Depths, they've reviewed every Godzilla film, uh, every, <laughs> every King Kong film, and every Gamera film. Uh, so their reviews on the Gamera films, but especially from the Gamera trilogy, um, they, they go into great detail. So... Before we hop to the next era, which was even shorter, um, I'm going to scroll down. Some of the... Oh, dang it. Diggity dang it. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I'm just brain farting here. All right, so some unmade films from the Heisei era include... um, Another Mothra movie, Mothra vs. Baggin. Sorry, I'm just going to sip some tea. There was going to be... Yep, in 1990, Mothra vs. Um Then there was full-on plans for a, for a new Godzilla vs. King Kong. But by that point, the rights were back in the U.S. And Toho didn't have the rights. And they were like, heck no, uh, you're going to have to pay us so much money. And then Toho was like, no, we're not going to pay that. Um, so then that would have led to uh, Godzilla versus Mechanic Kong. Um, and Mechanic Kong was introduced in, I believe, uh, Hanna-Barbera King Kong cartoon. Um, Hanna-Barbera also did a Godzilla cartoon. They did not cross over. Um, but Mechanic Kong showed up in the Shawa era King Kong escapes. Um, but then the U S was still like, Nope, that looks too much like a character we have the rights to. Um, so that got scrapped. That would have led to, um, so then they had the idea of the return of King Ghidorah. Um, 
which they scrapped in 1992. They had also in 1992 the idea of Godzilla versus Gigamoth, but then they just decided to do Godzilla versus Mothra. There was the idea, which I wish they did because I'd love to see it, because um, Mecha, Mecha everything. Uh, in 1993, there was the idea of Godzilla versus Mecha Mothra, um, <laughs> which seriously I would love to see. Um, but I think if we had Mecha Mothra, we wouldn't have gotten Batra, who is again super gangster. Um, then there was the idea in '93 of Godzilla versus Berserk. No idea what Berserk is, but then they decided to do uh, versus Mecha Godzilla too. Um, then there was. It became Space Godzilla, but it, there was the idea of Godzilla versus Astro Godzilla. Um, 95, they had the idea of Godzilla versus Ghost Godzilla. Um, and the idea behind that would have been it would have been Godzilla fighting a ghost <laughs> of the original Godzilla from 54, like the angry spirit uh, returned. But they decided against it because they had done two or how many in a row? I think two or three. They oh yeah no it would have been the third film in a row with Godzilla fighting a, another version of Godzilla. So they decided against it and then went with Destroy instead, which was the better call. Um, let's see. There was in '95. There was another idea about um, Godzilla versus. Beru Beroy. I haven't read anything about that one. Um, but they, of course, decided instead to go with Godzilla versus Destroya. Um, and then we're off to the Millennium series. So we're going to take another quick break, but we'll be right back. What's going on, Devoted Geeks? I'm Dallas Mora, and this is. We are the hosts of the YouTube show Geek Devotions, a show by a couple devoted geeks devoted to letting people know that they're loved. Geek Devotions is a unique ministry designed to minister and encourage those who would call themselves a geek. Using genres like anime, comics, sci-fi movies, and books, we deliver fun and engaging devotions every Friday at 4 p.m. on our YouTube channel. You can find us by going to youtube.com forward slash geek devotions. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Geek Devotions. Do us a favor, though. If you decide to be part of our wonderful Devoted Geek family, after subscribing and following our pages, leave us a comment and let us know that you heard about us through this podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget, stay devoted. Peace and love! Okay, and we're back. Um... So I'm going to correct myself a little bit. I said a much shorter, which is not accurate because it's just one film shorter. Um, but now we are on to the, to the Millennium series, uh, which ran from 1999 to 2004. Um, or in the States, or North America, 2005. Um, it was sped up, actually. So Toho, at the end of... God, uh, Godzilla versus Destroya. They ended it with Junior becoming Godzilla. Um, and that's where the franchise ended. The plan was for uh, the American films to have a trilogy. They'd give it over to them. And Toho would make nothing for... I 
I can't remember how long, but they were they were trusting the Americans. And we all know how well that panned out. <laughs> and I'll, I'll get to the TriStar and Monsterverse in a bit. Um, but it didn't work. So then they were like, you know what? <laughs> we're, we're taking it back and we're going to make... Uh, we're going to start our new series. So the Millennium series is interesting. Um, the special effects work is really good. I'd say fight-wise, it's a good hybridization of the Shawa and the, the Heisei eras. Um, but it's, it's, it's different. The other thing that really makes the, uh, the Shawa, uh, sorry, the Millennium series really different from the Shawa and the Heisei is that, um, the Millennium series, with the exception of, uh, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla and, uh, Tokyo SOS, all the films are independent um, they are all direct sequels to the 54 original. It's an anthology series. Um, the continuity is not the same from one to the next with that, except with the exception of, uh, against Mechagodzilla and Tokyo SOS. So it kicked off in 1999 with, uh, Godzilla 2000. Um, then I even remember seeing ads and trailers for that in theaters. I really wanted to go. I just didn't get the chance. Um, and it's 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 enjoyable. It's enjoyable. It's uh it's not perfect. Um, but it, it's still good. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, then we got in two thousand Godzilla versus uh, Megagurus. I'm butchering that. Um, in two thousand and one, we got Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah. Giant Monsters All Out Attack, which I'll touch on a little bit more of in a second. Then you got in uh, 2002, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla. Um, in 2003, its sequel, Godzilla Tokyo SOS. And then in 2004, Godzilla Final Wars. Um, I'm admittedly less familiar with with these ones. I just don't visit them that much. That's not anything against their their quality because they they are quality. Um, the special effects hold up much better than the Heisei era. Um, the fights can be more dynamic and entertaining. Um, but for whatever reason, it's just I go back to these ones generally the least. Um, it's not that I don't like them. It's just. That's going to change because I do want to revisit some of these as I'm reading this. Um, the note I did want to make was the earlier I had mentioned like how throughout the whole franchise, Godzilla has been a hero, um, a force of nature, or at times of at times a villain. Um, and then especially in the High Sayer, he was more uh, like a force of nature, um, at times slightly heroic, but not really a hero. Um and in there, some monsters were jerks, um, i.e. Space Godzilla, and especially um, especially Destroya. The Godzilla in GMK, as it's uh, often pronounced, not a clone high reference. Um, <laughs> it's uh, just because it's uh, Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah. Um, two things of note. And that one, that is the first time King Ghidorah is ever depicted as a hero monster um it's it's always been a villain um and this one godzilla is 
straight up evil. He is uh, he is the wrath of the wrath of and for Japan, um, like of the souls lost <laughs> in World War II, just angry at the world but especially at japan um he's the embodiment of that uh its eyes are just ghost white it's uh it's it's a really cool design but done very like evil um the other the other one i'd i'd note the one i go back but it's 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 a fun monster romp uh is the end of the millennium series final wars um final wars it is you you it's interesting it is a very um weird film it takes inspiration from star wars inspiration from the matrix um and then it has all these cameos so it it can be a mixed bag for some fans because you're like there's so many monster cameos that the last hour is godzilla on tour just like wrecking monsters that have been uh, taken control of by the aliens um the zillions i think um no not zillions i i just can't remember um they they're wiped out pretty quickly um but the whole thing is this was done as a celebration of the franchise lasting uh 50 years it's its 50th anniversary so it is a celebration. Not everybody is going to get their moment to shine. Some are wiped out really quickly. Others are done, uh, get a little bit longer. Um, and then some are upset that not every monster got included. And some of them you couldn't. I mean, as much as it would have been cool to see Mechagodzilla, it wouldn't have made sense um, to work in Mechagodzilla or Destroya. Um, some of these, you're like, you can only put in so much and then... Also, like, Destroya is one of Godzilla's, like, big villains. Like, big, big villains. So you don't want to water down their impact as well, which other people made the argument against some of these, but blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> oh, it's lame and blah, blah, blah. Oh, I miss you, Steve. Um, yeah, so Final Wars has some really cool fights. Um it's the last appearance of the red spiral ray it's it is what it is it also has um two notable things one a random sum 41 song (laughs) um in both the japanese and the north american version um it also has uh the first appearance of zilla in any other movie um toho bought the rights to the TriStar Godzilla, they named it Zilla, and at this time, for the sole purpose of having it get killed off by Godzilla in roughly 10 seconds. Um, and it's it's kind of interesting just because Zilla has gone on to get a get a fan base within the within the Godzilla fan community, and it's because uh, once you separate him from being called Godzilla, I think you can you can enjoy him uh as it has his own monster. But we'll we'll get to the TriStar one momentarily. Um why did it end? It ended because they were deciding like, you know what? We've been doing Godzilla for 50 years. 
there's been periods of breaks of 10 years, seven years, whatever. But they were like, we're going to take another 10-year break. Because they weren't going to rush back to this series. Um, if the American films had worked, they were... That would have taken however long it took. And then they would have jumped into making their other movies. But it didn't work. It changed plans. And then they were off to the races again. But it was kind of a, we're going to pause. We're going to put this on break. Absence does make the heart grow fonder. So let's put in an absence. So it, was, it wasn't It was the case of... The only era that ended because it had to was the Shawa era. And it, the only reason it had to was the financial downturn in Japanese cinema. Um, and Japan in general. Um, the other eras, they ended by choice. So this one was like, you know what? We're going to take a break. Uh rejuvenate creative juices make the audience miss this character um and you know what 50 years is a great breaking point to to pause um so yeah (laughs) um let's see sorry i'm just scrolling back up uh the monsters introduced um in the uh in the millennium series were orga and uh and the millennium they orga was the spaceship monster in godzilla 2000 and the millennium i think were the aliens um megagarius um meganula kiru which is the god the the mecha godzilla um zilla <laughs> which is is what it is um again he gets a much better treatment in uh rulers in the rulers of the earth arc of the godzilla idw comics um and then monster x and kaiser Ghidorah from final wars which is it's to me enjoyable unmade films from this era were uh godzilla 2 which was uh, gonna come out in um 1999 or 2000 as a sequel to the 98 godzilla um then which we'll get to it got replaced by the cartoon series um in 2001 there was the idea of uh godzilla versus kamakuris um 2001 godzilla versus m also known as uh godzilla versus uchujin um godzilla x varin baragon and anguius um all all monster giant monsters all out attack so we know what that movie became um there was potentially going to be an american godzilla reboot um and between 2000 and 2003 sony was considering it that was the studio um they were considering it before just letting the rights expire in 2003 um and it would have not been connected to godzilla 1998 um there's one i want to add a little bit more to in a moment um but we're going to skip it uh godzilla versus deathla um this was idea an idea between 2003 and 2005 um it then became that one became the idea for an american film that never got made um godzilla 3d to the max (laughs) but that got replaced with um godzilla 2012 which eventually became the first movie in the monsterverse 2014's godzilla so the one i didn't talk about was uh 2002's godzilla versus gamera um 
I honestly don't know why this didn't get made. I really don't. Um, I like so little is known about it. Um, I just can't remember the studio's name, but they approached Toho about producing it. And the only story is Toho had no interest. I can't think of why Um, this now, this is strictly inference and I'm not even trying to say they felt this way, but it's just the only thing I can think of is maybe they were like, well, no, we don't want to Gamera never hurt Godzilla financially, but it was a big monster that had a big audience that was made by a different studio. So maybe there was a bit of pride there. Um, and maybe because that studio wanted to make it, they were just like, nope, we don't want Godzilla being weakened uh, to lose to Gamera. I really wish there was more to this story. Again, I'm not trying to infer. It's just the only thing I can think of. Because Gamera, while it wasn't like a huge, huge box office draw, it did have its audience. It was a, a like the other monster franchise in Japan that was long going have been in the consciousness of of the fans for not as long as Godzilla but relatively speaking like close to it um I I, I really don't get why this wasn't made I would have jumped on I I would love to see this get made especially because now Gamera is kind of in development hell uh Gamera had a film in the Millennium series um not the Godzilla Millennium series. And that's where I guess this thing differs. Um, the Millennium might be exclusive to Godzilla because on uh, Gojipedia and other such sites, Gamera the Brave from the early 2000s is grouped in with the Millenn- with the uh, Heisei series. So maybe Millennium is exclusive to Godzilla. Um, but Gamera the Brave was much more like the original Gamera films where he's back to being the protector of children and it's all light and stuff. Um, but there hasn't been a Gamera film since. But to me, this it, I, don't, I don't get why this didn't happen. This would have... I can't see how this wouldn't have lit uh, a box office on fire. Because there's... Godzilla has a huge audience. Gamera has a de- very devoted audience. Um, I, I'd really be curious. So if anybody has a link or more knowledge on the story, please, please share it with me. Because it's, it's just curiosity. Um... I'd love to. I'd love to know what happened, and I'd love to see that eventually. Um, okay, so before we jump in to the <laughs> the American side of things, uh, we're in the final era. Um, but I have the least to say about it because it's it's still ongoing. Um, it's called the Rewa era, um, and it yeah it's it's still ongoing at one point there was speculation in the fan community that this would be the shortest and the next era is going to be the longest uh or not the longest but a separate one but it is the um it's going to be continuing so the rewa era um kicked off in 2016 with what is potentially the best godzilla film i'm leaving room in that for the debate um because it's outstanding, uh, Shin Godzilla, and then we had the uh, the anime trilogy, which I'm not that big of a fan of. Um, I'm just not. I, it didn't do it for me, which was really disappointing. Because I think if 
monster films like there's so many good anime animated movies um and it leaves room for so much different kind of storytelling that what we got in the end i was just like oh man i i don't know if it was my expectations or what the final project was probably a mix of both um but it just it never clicked for me but if you want a much more in-depth analysis especially from people who know the anime medium much better than i do please i've referenced them before um on the whole redeemed otaku is someone you uh, a podcast you should definitely check out but if you want more information on the anime trilogy uh they've done a great three episodes on those um so yeah that's the rewa tri- uh <laughs> rewa era as we know it just four films deep um however it's not over because it's it's still going um it's uh toho announced last year after godzilla king of monsters um or king of the monsters i really can't remember um but it's i i love it um and apparently i'm in the minority on that i don't get it um that they are moving forward with the idea of a shared universe um which to me works it works for this franchise in particular um it lends itself to it because that's what was going on with the Shawa era. Uh, give me a second. I'm just trying to look up the name because I want to get it right. Um, okay, so it's the idea is the shared universe is going to be called World of Godzilla. So here, I'm going to just read this direct quote from... Uh, sorry if I'm butchering the name. Uh, Kiji Ota. So... It says, after 2021, we're thinking of a potential strategy that releases Godzilla movies uninterrupted at a rate of every two years, although there's a preference for a yearly pace as well. Um, The future of the series and its forwarding developments are very conscious of the method of a shared universe. Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, etc. could all share a single worldview, much like a Marvel movie where Iron Man and the Hulk can cross over with each other. It is said that each movie can be a possible film production where anyone, any one of them, them being the monsters, could lead a film of their own as the titular character. Um, actually, wow, no, this is going to be its own era. Okay, so the Rewa era is... It's up in the air whether the Rewa era is done or not, or if the world of the world of Godzilla will be its own era. Um, I really like this idea. I think it has potential. The output of every year, um, especially if it's Godzilla, that would concern me. Um, But this is a franchise that really lends itself to it. Um, The world is a big place. You don't have to have the monsters all be in Japan um, or Asia (laughs) or even that side of the globe. Um, and then, yeah, you could have them unite and take down Ghidorah, um, or destroy it or something have like, it, it works. It makes sense. And to me, this isn't that big of a stretch. Cause like I said, it, it happened before now, most of the time before it was other, there were other movies and then they added the monsters. Um, but this one, you could just have them and have them all be connected. And the thing is with giant monster movies, unless you're doing, uh, friggin Thanos kind of thing you don't have to have the story be huge you can have it be connected um, we're seeing that with the um, with the monsterverse which 
I really, really dig. So that's where the side is going, and that, that excites me a lot. Um, the Rewa era, um, I only visit one out of them, just because legit, I don't really dig the uh, the anime series. If they were to do... Uh, I'm not saying that if they didn't do other anime ones, like, I'll check them out. It's just the anime trilogy as it is. Not my bag. Um, sorry, I lost my... Uh, lost my place um but the the future definitely interests me okay so now let's talk to about the american side of things so there was <laughs> the tri-star godzilla um there was the original treatment from uh the script i think it was in 92 maybe 94 that i read and that would have been a much much better film but for whatever reason, it didn't get made. Um, I'll try to find... There's this great website. I just can't remember the name of it. So I'll try to attach the link if I can find it. Um, which went into so much stuff from this era of Godzilla. In, to do with the the TriStar Godzilla. But also what it was going to be before. Why that didn't get made. And the development hell that that Godzilla faced. And how it became the... Ronald, Imrich, Dean, Devlin, borderline disaster <laughs> movie from 1998. Um, and then it touches on the sequel, the abandoned sequels, which were frankly going to be better because um, you can read a treatment for Godzilla 2 and you're like, okay, it's not perfect, but dang, that's better. Um, and then also it touches on the, frankly, really good Godzilla the animated series. Um, which I'll, I'll touch on a little bit more. Um, I really wish, especially now, because you can see DC doing it with Warner Brothers um, and their their whole DC animated movie universe. I really wish other companies would, would latch on to that. And you can do unproduced movies. You can spin, like, you can do comics. But there's been rumors with the DCAU of, and I don't see why they wouldn't, like, statements from people involved being like let's touch on this like there was brief talk of doing an animated superman lives the abandoned nicholas cage kevin smith treatment slash tim burton uh, superman movie from 96 um which there's a great documentary you can find called um the death of superman lives or something along those lines um it, it, that was really really good um but i would love an animated movie based on the Godzilla from 1994. Uh, he fought. Uh, he fought this monster called a Griffin. Um, you can find the script online quite easily, and it's much, much more enjoyable and more digestible for American audiences without all the stuff from the from the Japanese franchise. Um, with a, makes it a lot more palatable to new audiences, I guess you could say. Um, but it's it wouldn't have been perfect, but it would have been much better. The '98 one, I think, is so frustrating for people because, all right, one, the movie in and of itself is not that good of a movie. Like, let's take away the fanboy criticisms that I'm about to get into. Um, it's it starts off interesting, it really does, but <laughs> the. The casting is weird. The actress who plays Audrey is 
unbearable. <laughs> she's just so annoying. She's one of those characters in the movies where I'm like, I actively want you to die. Um, just so you will stop making this less such a chore to get through. Her and Tay Leone in Jurassic Park 3 are two of the characters the most that I'm like, I want you to die. Because you are making me hate this movie so much more. Um, <laughs> and it's some of the stuff isn't developed well. Uh, the monster changing uh, Zilla changes sizes numerous times. It rips off key components of Jurassic Park at points. And it was also kind of part of its marketing was like, hey, we're bigger than the T-Rex um, to the point that a TV spot had him stepping in a museum and crushing a, a T-Rex skeleton. Um, it just was what it was. And then the, the baby Godzilla raptors at the end were whatever. Um, and then the big monster also gets taken down by friggin four or six missiles or something. It's just not good. Um, that being said, I can enjoy it if I if I separate it as much as possible from Godzilla, or if I go in knowing like, look, this is not Godzilla. Um, Dean Devlin and Ronald Emmerich were like, we don't want to do the Japanese Godzilla. We want to make our own thing. The monster's design is it's kind of cool. Um, I kind of dig it, but <laughs> part of the reason why I failed, I think, is. Maybe not as much in 98, but especially now, why it still is so alienating. Um, why it has difficulty of even necessarily achieving cult status is it alienates a big fan base. And we, it's easy to say that now because we've all become aware how much core fan bases can impact films. Because um, they're the ones that spread the word of mouth. Um before general audiences do general audiences were just kind of meh on it and then the fan base hates it um for the most part now a lot of them can accept it more now um like i said if you're like okay look this is not godzilla <laughs> zilla in some ways has gone to heal that wound um and with the help of the the animated series um but yeah it's you're taking a monster that has a similar origin but different and it's France's fault because Merca. <laughs> Not to throw any of my American fans or friends under the bus, but I have yet to read a reason other than, well, we don't we don't wanna paint us in a bad light. Legit. They were like, We can't nope. Other other places were doing testing, so let's use them instead of us. Um <coughs> Like, it had a similar origin, they used the roar, but then it was so grossly depowered. Um, even a review at the time was like, you took the god out of Godzilla. Because um, it, 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 it got taken out so easily. Uh, it didn't have the... It didn't even give it fire breath, it exhaled something that then if flames were nearby, it lit on fire, but it didn't even... It just had a forceful breath. Um... And its fights weren't fights, it dodged. They made it much more like an animal, which is fine. But at the same point, like when you're comparing it to it being called Godzilla, <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, yeah, 
it's someone else and there's not really much more to be said about this it just it didn't work um and that's why it failed and to me it's like when you look at it how could you think this would succeed um but that's with the i mean it's 2020 now this came out oh my gosh 22 years ago like (laughs) hindsight is what it is right um and you've had years to also read the successes of other things but even still like if i try to put myself in their shoes now i'm not a filmmaker or anything but or studio and at that point dean devlin and ronald imerick were on fire uh making like box office gold on top of box office gold um I still don't know how you could look at this and think any of it was a good idea. Um, it just, it, it wasn't. The sequel, which the movie was clearly setting up for, um, you can find a treatment of online. And you know what? It, it, it's better. Um, the thing is, I think the 98 one is weird because you have, it, it is it's something you really don't like. But then, once you've been shel- it's been shoveled to you, it's easier to get on board with the sequel. Because now you know what's coming. You've got an idea. You've got an idea of what this monster is. Um, and in that treatment, it had the, 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 the baby Godzilla from the end was going to grow up. It was going to have the atomic breath. It was going to have the invulnerability. It was going to be much more like Godzilla. Um... So you're like, oh man, <laughs> why didn't we just skip to that one? Um, I can't remember everything about it, but there was going to be, it was still going to be more animal, but also have more of a force of nature vibe. Uh, there was going to be, of course, another giant monster uh, that was going to kill many of the Godzilla babies, except for one towards the end. Uh, Godzilla would win. Most of the cast would be back, except for Audrey, who was thankfully written out of the movie because she's the worst. Uh, <laughs> But because the movie was what it was, they were at first on the on the fence about making a sequel, and then they were just like, nope, nope, we're not going to do it. So many of the ideas went into the pretty good um, Godzilla the Animated Series. You can find it online. It's um, I revisited it a while ago, and I'm like, okay, you know what? This is this is actually really enjoyable. Um, it's it's enjoyable it zilla and that is much better and that one also has so many nods to the the original franchise and it's a monster hunting team with godzilla it's it's cool it's good um the characters are much better in that than they were in the movie with the exception of the cameraman played by hank is hank azaria because hank azaria is always awesome uh he's the best part of godzilla 98 uh, but then that series, uh, the animated series got can't, I can't remember if it got canceled or if it just wrapped up. Um, and then they toyed with the idea of a reboot, but decided against it. Then the rights went back to Japan and then we're, I'm going to talk about this less cause it's happened. Um, and it's still happening. We're in the MonsterVerse now, which is borderline by default, the second best shared universe. Um, I really, really enjoy the MonsterVerse. I don't want it to end. Um, to me, the three movies we've gotten have been great. The I understand how some people had issue with uh, 2014's Godzilla because the marketing 
really leaned into it being Godzilla, being a force of nature, and it being much more like the 54 original. Um, but then the film we got, Godzilla was much more closer to the hero that we got in the 60s and 70s Shawa era. Um, and also the marketing with featuring Brian Cranston heavily but him only being in the first like half hour 40 minutes which i get because then all also all the footage limits the back half of the movie greatly um mudo in that was an excellent surprise because 90 percent of the shots of the trailer were all of godzilla they deliberately put trailer shots that weren't in the in the film to cover up some of that so i i appreciated it um and the less is more idea like really built up to the end where when you got godzilla and all his glory for more than a quick five seconds was great. Um, and the charge up of the atomic breath I've mentioned before, like I was full on fangirling first time I saw it in theaters. I was just like, um, loving it. And so excited. (coughs) Sorry. Give me one more sec. Um, but then also getting, getting skull Island, which is, the first original, truly original King Kong film since 1933. Um, I say that just because the direct sequels, but then also the the direct sequel, Song of Kong, also featured so many homages. The remake in the 70s was a, in no way, shape, or form a shot-for-shot remake, but it had, again, so much of the stuff. King Kong's uh, Jackson's epic, which I do want to revisit and I can't recommend enough. Um, Monster Island Film Vault's amazing episode on it. Um, like the, they dive into it so well. It's great. Um, definitely check out that episode. They made me want to revisit the movie. Um, not cause I've written it off, but it's, it's long. Um, and I like a good long movie, but for me, I think you could chop some stuff off of it. Um, but that that's a different conversation for a different time. Um, and it was an amazing remake. It really was. Because um, Jackson, his love for that character and that original film uh, seeps through every frame of that movie. But it still is a remake. That's not to take anything away from it. But you still get Kong fighting three v-rexes um still get the wishboning and you still get kong on the holding the girl yeah kong on the top of the building it's stuff we've seen we've seen since 33 again i'm not trying to bag on it but something that i loved from skull island was it was like finally new stuff you got a few small homages, but it wasn't trying to be Kong 33. It wasn't trying to reference Kong 33 or lovingly, passionate, passionately remaking Kong 33. It was its own film. Um, and I'm so excited for Kong uh, Godzilla versus Kong next year. We got King of the Monsters or King of Monsters. And I don't know why that film failed. I really don't. Um, to me, it's it's great. I love it. I really do. Um, some of the stuff you can, like, you can say some of the character stuff is dumb, and there's a problem in film overall right now where we're leaning into uh, humanity as a virus. Um, 
that the world is going to get rid of, but it's because that's something prevalent in our times, period. So I think that works against it, but I loved it. I've been waiting to see Mothra, Rodan, and especially King Ghidorah show up on the big screen with an American or North American budget. Um, this, I love this movie. The visuals in it are stunning. Some of the stuff is, okay, I can see silly, but at the same point, I know what I'm in for. This is pure and simple, a giant, wonderful monster romp. Um, and it's, I, I love it. It's one I'll go back to. It's, it's great. Um, so I'm really excited for, really excited for Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, I'll make the argument, I don't see many errors in king of the monsters or king of monsters i just i really can't remember what 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 that's called um but others do so i hope that godzilla versus kong answers some of those er those errors um i hope the franchise continues because you can't you can totally end the monsterverse on godzilla versus kong but i don't want it to i really don't um as long as these don't there's been so many worse Godzilla and monster movies that it's like, look, as long as they're still good or enjoyable and we don't get back to Son of Godzilla or friggin' 1998, I'm happy if you keep remaking them or keep making them. Not every Godzilla movie or every monster movie is going to be Godzilla 1954 or Shin Godzilla or as the audience really points out like gmk not every movie is going to or return of godzilla not every movie is going to be that level quality it's not uh but as long as it's not the bottom barrel stuff <laughs> i think we're good and if it's making money please keep giving it to me because <laughs> I, I i enjoy it i enjoy the different viewpoints um so yeah that is the deep dive we did it, Gus. We got through it. Um, and I hope you got through it with me. Again, I'd really like to shout out and recommend to check out the Monster Island Film Vault podcast, the uh, Kaiju Apostles podcast. Uh, check out their website as well. And if you are, if you're a believer, uh, please keep them in prayer. One of their hosts has gone through a really, really rough time. I'll link to their website and the uh, one of their latest episodes he shares a lot of what's going on so please keep them in your prayers um as well as check out on youtube up from the depths um the channel is i'd say clean um because the guy uh, i don't recall the guy swearing he's not he's not going like this is effing dumb or anything he's he's addressing it from a really good viewpoint uh so check them out and i gotta say one of the things i love about the um the Monster Island Film Vault is, and he brought it up in a recent episode, actually, but it's it's accurate. Is it's it's family friendly, um, and it's something. What I love about that is that's a podcast you can share with your kids. If your kids are into this stuff, what's really cool and I love about podcasts and where we're at in terms of entertainment in numerous ways, this is stuff you can watch with your kids, and you can, if it's not the current era or an early era, you can find pockets that are ways you can enjoy this with your children um but i love the podcast medium i love the communication and how you can break stuff down and i love the idea like i would be delighted 
if I ever heard uh, a, a father or a mother, or someone say like, "Oh, hey, you're into this. I'm into this. My kids into this. So we listen to their, we listen to your podcast together. That would make my day, honestly." Um, <laughs> so seeing that someone else can do that, I'm like, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. So check them out. They are awesome. Uh, check out Redeemed Otaku. You guys, this has been an effort for since three days <laughs> after I released the deep dive into Power Rangers. Um, and I kid you not, like it, 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 it's not that big a deal. It's really not. But it's this is something I have sat down to record four times, uh, including yesterday, where, be it 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in, whatever, in the case of yesterday, it was 20 minutes in, and I had a full-on anxiety attack. Um, <laughs> and I know it's not about this, but it, it brought it on. Um, or it not brought it on, but that's what it was focused on. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm even, not emotional, but just really happy that I've, I did it. Um, I got through it. <laughs> uh, and this is one that's been requested for a while, so... I don't know when I'm going to post this, but it's going to be sooner than later. Um, but all that being said, dear listener, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope and pray you are safe. Um, hopefully, by the time this gets posted, things are less scary. Um, I hope you're staying indoors um, and practicing social distancing. But also connect with your loved ones. Um, it's, it's so weird. Um, how many positives that I've been able to take out of this Corona thing um, and COVID-19 where I appreciate seeing friends and communicating with people so much more than I did before. Um, and as much as my anxiety and depression have been kicking my butt lately, I've been really appreciating connection much more than I had before. Um, so I'm really thankful to the Lord for that right now. I'm praying you all are safe. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please check out the amazing podcasts I recommended. Have a wonderful day. Take care and God bless my friends. Peace.